0: The following message is from a divine liturgy or another worship service at Transfiguration Greek Orthodox Church of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We welcome and encourage you to join us in person as we gather for worship of the Holy Trinity. For more information, please find us online at transfigurationgoc.org. And now, today's message. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My brothers and sisters, over the short years of my priesthood, I've known some interesting people. I'd like to tell you about three of them today. They have something in common. The first gentleman's name was Steve. Steve grew up in a good home and decided that he wanted to have a good life, and so he thought, well, I'll go to college. I don't know exactly what I'll do after I get out, but I'll go to college, and I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to pay for it. So Steve made a deal with the Navy that the Navy would pay for it. And when he got out of college, he would pay back the Navy with a certain number of years. And so when he graduated college, it was anchors away time. And Steve went into the Navy. They classified Steve as being just the right type of person to serve in naval intelligence. So he did. And he had the rank of an officer in the Navy and also a corresponding rank of an officer in the Marine Corps. So he could slip in and out of either one very easily and was deployed in a number of different places around the world. After he left the Navy, he spent some time in law enforcement until he had had all he could take. And then knowing that there must be a better way to help the world become a better place, he went to seminary. And Steve became an Orthodox priest. Interesting fellow, Steve. That's one other gentleman I knew was a little older, a little older. He'd served in the army in World War II. And after that, after the war had ended, he continued to serve his country in new and different ways. He spent several years living in East Berlin under a name that was not his own. And from that place he provided intelligence, to the United States and our allies about n- numerous things going on in East Berlin that we thought might be important until he'd had enough. And he went to seminary. He became a priest. And I was blessed to have Father Frank serve at the altar at my ordination. Good man who is now gone to his reward. Third gentleman, I'll tell you about, didn't go to college, but did serve his country during the Vietnam War. And they found that Carl wasn't good at a whole lot of things. Carl wasn't gifted with people. Carl wasn't an intelligent kind of guy. But Carl could take a rifle, And hit something way, way, way off in the distance. So they made Carl a sniper and he served as a sniper in Vietnam serving numerous tours. When the army finished in Vietnam they said to Carl, thank you very much, go have a good life, find something good to do, I don't know, sell insurance or something. But Carl didn't fit into any sort of normal way of life. And so he, he only knew how to do one thing and felt good doing it. So Carl spent some years hiring out his services here and there to different groups in different parts of the world. Till one day, Carl and I went to lunch and we got to know each other. That's a whole other story. And I asked Carl, who had been hanging around the parish that I was serving at that time for several years. I said, do you think you'd like to become Orthodox? And he said, in the way only Carl could. Well, I wasn't sure if I could. And I said, I think, I think we can swing it. <clears throat> so Carl went through a period of instruction and then it was time for his first confession. His first confession took over three hours. Carl had a lot to confess. Carl was baptized and is an Orthodox Christian, and the doors rarely open at that church when Carl isn't there. Each of these men sought in some way to fulfill the expectations people had for them, and in some way to make the world a better place. Each of them, to some degree or another, were very frustrated in their efforts, though. They're not alone. A lot of people feel that way. Famous Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia was once asked by one of his instructors, what is the central point of history, the central event? And he began casting about in his mind, thinking, well, it could be this, or it could be that, or it could be this other thing. And he ventured a few guesses and his professor shook his head and said, Anthony, it was the incarnation. Central point of history is the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. When God took flesh and walked among us so that he might make peace. And the fathers teach that in his very incarnation, Before he had done anything except just lie there as a baby, in his incarnation, peace was made with heaven and earth at that moment. Peace is a hard thing to find. If we look at the current events, we look at the world around us, we see everything but peace. We see Orthodox Christians fighting each other in Ukraine and in Russia. We see war again in the Middle East between the modern state of Israel, which, by the way, is not Israel, and between Hamas and others. And if we venture to let our eyes look around the rest of the globe, we also see other wars, Rumors of wars in different parts of the world. We can look at that and easily conclude, brothers and sisters, that this is a world that still needs peace. But how do we find it? In the reading from the Epistle to the Ephesians today, St. Paul wrote to the Ephesians these words. Brethren, Christ is our peace. Did you hear that? Brethren, Christ is our peace, who has made both one. What is this both that he is speaking of? He's speaking of, on the one hand, the Jews, and on the other hand, the Gentiles. He has made both one, and has broken down the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law of commandments and ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in a place of the other two, and so making peace. Christ is our peace, brothers and sisters. When we look at this wounded, fractured world, we should remember Christ is our peace. How many times in the divine liturgy, you might count someday, how many times... Does the priest turn around and look at all of you and say, peace be with all? Numerous times. And when he does, you know, it's not a nice thought. He's not saying, gee, I wish you'd had had some peace. He's not saying like our parents used to say, I wish you would just get along, you know, to the kids in the back seat. And the priest or the bishop turns and says, Peace be with all. He is placing upon you, like a garment, the peace that Christ brings to us. We find that peace in this place when we come into the house of the Lord and we worship Him. We find this peace in this place when we pass through the waters of baptism and the old human being, with all the war and tumults and problems, dies, and a new creature comes out of the water. We find this peace when we prepare ourselves with faith and with love, and we come forward to receive the body and the blood of our Lord, who is nothing but peace to us, to us, who were his enemies. And so, brothers and sisters, we have the peace of the Lord, which is declared to our hearts every time we venture to open the Scriptures. You can do that in your homes, you know. They sell Bibles. You can get them and open them up. And this peace of the Lord is declared on every page. This peace is ours and is given to us and is given to heal marriages, to heal families that are broken and limping, to heal groups of people, whether they're opposites or whatever they might be. The peace of the Lord is given to us. It is not given to us to treasure in our hearts and say, I feel so peaceful. The peace of the Lord is given to us that we might receive it. And having received this peace, that we might live it and carry it with us out into the world where we go every day and interact with people who are not peaceful and who wish us ill. Toward their persecutors, the saints were peaceful. Toward those who mocked them, they were peaceful toward the enemy, who are the demons. They were anything but peaceful. But to those with whom we rub shoulders every day, the people in our groups and in our midst, we can carry with us, kind of like a beautiful radioactivity, (laughs) the peace of Christ, which can radiate through us, even to them, even when they snarl, even when they mock, even when they fail to understand and classify us wrongly. The peace of the Lord is with us and through us can be with them. Brothers and sisters, as we meditate on the words of St. Paul today, let us remember the central event of human history. The Lord's taking flesh and walking among us. Let us remember his love Let us remember the peace that he has brought to us and given to us. Let us not leave it on the table. Let us take it with us as we go out into the world to the liturgy after the liturgy. And let us show that peace to those who are looking for it, even though they may not know it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to learn more about the Orthodox Christian faith or about our parish in lovely Sioux Falls, South Dakota, join us online at transfigurationgoc.org. God bless you and always remember the Lord.